0: Podcast, a real treat, throwback Thursday. Ask Gary v with uh, with Tony Robbins. Couple of caveats. Number one, a bunch of you are going to get mad at me for cutting him off. That's how I roll. And Tony was on a tight time crunch doing a bunch of stuff so I had to get him out of there. So I don't edit. So please don't beat me up too much. More importantly, I think you get a lot of financial information in this. I know it's one that a lot of people talk about in the comment section on YouTube where it gets a ton of views, so I wanted to convert it as a throwback Thursday for the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Have a great, great Thursday. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vey ner and this is episode 242 of the Ask Gary V Show. I mean, I don't really even know what else to say. Legend in the room. You know what I really like, Tony, and I'll just get right into it? Thank God for your documentary because people realized that you cursed and that gave me <laughs> the air cover. People are like, oh, Gary, it's okay that you curse now. I'm like, Shh. thank God. I was pumped. People are like tweeting, like, Tony curses like Gary. I'm like, yeah. I used
1: to bring you to my so that people would feel good about me after listening to you so
0: we're doing the same thing for each other. Tony, for the quarter of a person, that is watching right now on live stream and on the show that doesn't know who you are, why don't you give me the one second thing and, and obviously today's a big day, new book. You look good in this shot. It's a good one. This is pretty quick, your last money, it was a finance I, I book. I've finance book. a
1: book for 25 years. I, I like writing books like I like selling my organs to the black market, you know, I hate it but, I really wanted to write a book that would protect people because you know we're in the eighth year of a bull market, second largest in history. Everybody knows a crash is coming. There's all this volatility. I like this But I this want subject. to really protect people, but more importantly, show them how a crash is one of the greatest economic times in your life, if you're prepared for it, to leapfrog from where you are to where you want to be. So if you're a millennial out there and you got all this debt from school still, it's crazy. I don't know how stressful it must be for you. Bottom like line for is, subjects. you can literally jump during this time. Or if you're a baby boomer and you didn't get started until way too late and you think it's too late, it's not too late in these situations because the corrections provide opportunities like never before <laughs> and people just aren't prepared for it. So I have a partner named Peter Malouk. Yep. He's been rated. The, he's the only man in history rated the number one financial advisor in the United States three years in a row by Barons, two years in a row by CNBC, and this last year, Forbes. This year, Forbes just came out with their first list, and he's number one. So I want people to know I'm. I'm his partner. I'm on his board of directors. But he has grown his business from nothing in basically 2008. He grew it to two billion during the worst economic time because he warned everybody there's going to be a crash. Here's what you're going to do so you don't lose money, and here's what you're going to do so you make more money during the crash than anybody imagined. So with no advertising to $2 billion, now he's, when I joined him a year ago, our partners It was $17 billion, and we're now $23.5 billion in assets, because this guy knows what he's doing. So I took the best of what I learned from the 50 best investors in the world, from Warren Buffett to Ray Dalio to Carl Icahn, Shrinked it down into just something in really four Really By hours. the way,
0: yeah, nice size. Yeah, my last one was
1: 675. Yeah, price. different size, right? My whole focus here is destroy the fear with real results, with a real strategy, make it a playbook and get people so they can really win.
0: For my audience, um, I, don't know if, I don't talk about this often but I've mentioned it a couple times in the vlog both Wine Library, yes, my family business, and VaynerMedia were built out of horrible crashes. Yes. You know, I got involved in Wine Library full time in '99, and just as I started getting going, 9/11 happened, and the 2000 crash happened, and VaynerMedia was started in 2009, right on the back of all the issues. So for me, I'm a big fan of this, and I will say one other tidbit: there's a lot of youngsters who are watching, who are on the flip side, are not sitting with debt who yes. are making some money being influencers, have found themselves into some quick 50, 100, 000. nothing will turn $50,000 in cash into millions of dollars quicker than a bust. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely I, so let, let me Well, g- a bust that you participate in. Well,
0: a, right? right, so like, so that's right, so, so here's something, you might find this interesting. Yeah. I am sitting on more cash, and not because I've made more, I am. Actively sitting on cash right now because my hope is that there is a meltdown and I can buy things for 20 cents on a dollar, five cents on a dollar. How long
1: have you been in cash?
0: About a year and a half.
1: Yeah, so you're a perfect you're a perfect Talk. person to chat with because I would have the same mindset before. Yes. After interviewing all these people, I learned some really interesting facts. First of all, trying to time the market. Impossible. Yeah, and Warren Buffett said impossible. listen, all these market forecasters you see on CNBC said their whole purpose in life is to make fortune tellers look good because no one can do it. That's exactly right. I can't do it. That I know. So, but logically you say, I'm waiting for the crash because it's going to come. But while people are waiting. People are making money. 100%. Hundred percent, unbelievable amounts of money. hundred percent, two hundred fifty percent since two thousand eight. How about just since November with the president? It's fourteen and a half percent. So
0: tell me how I'm doing this wrong or right. What I'm also what? doing with the rest of my activity because yeah. it's not a. It's a piece of my wealth. I'm being ultra-aggressive and driving the other way. They are playing on both sides of the extreme.
1: Yeah, I get it. The, the, the so like secret, not real
0: estate yeah, or like, yeah. The
1: whole secret is diversifying obviously That's and knowing where you're strong and where you're weak but what people should know about the market because it's really important. The stock market has provided, you, know, you and I have you know a million people that have made a fortune and then go broke. That's right. Whether it be an athlete or That's an right. actor or anybody. Unlimited people. Because no matter how, you never, uh, what's his name right now? I just saw uh, 50 Cent just went bankrupt he made $100 million on vitamin water because he got a tip. He made like $400 million and broke. Uh, he's about to go through the divorce. Uh, what's the name? Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Made $750 million, three quarters of a billion and they say he's gonna go bankrupt now. He spent $30,000 a month on wine. <laughs> so you should have gotten I him a got, got a couple pieces of that. <laughs> but the point of yeah. the matter is you don't earn your way to a fortune. The way you have a fortune long term is you make money your slave. You and I have done it to multiple businesses, yes. right? But the other way to do it is through the investing. And I always tell people how great your business is, you should have a money machine on the right side of you with no employees, with no moving parts. It takes 15 minutes a year once you know what to do. That's what this is. But let's talk about the market for a second. People wait to try to time the market. So watch this. And first of all, you get a correction every year. People are overreacting and I tell people the market never took a dime from anybody. Only you did that because you got fearful. Yep. So last year, since 1900, 116 years, we've had an average of one correction a year. Correction, by the way, for people that don't know, it is when it goes from a market high, you drop by 10% up to 19, 99%, because at 20% or more, it becomes a bear market or a crash, okay? So we get one of these every year. So last year in January, worst January in the history yep, of the market, $2. I remember. $2.2 trillion meltdown. Yep. People are freaking out, market drops 900 points in a day. All the wealthiest people in the world are Davos. Yep. They yep. Go interviewed Ray Dalio, the number one, you know, hedge fund guy in the history of the world. And? you know, a large hedge fund, 15 billion, needs 165 billion. You need a 5 billion dollar net worth and 100 million to talk to him. Yep. I got him to share with me. They put him on TV. They say, "What do we do? Is the end coming?" He goes, "It's a correction." He said, go read Tony Robbins' book. I explained a theory of how I made, <laughs> how I made 85
0: Did you sell some days. copies there?
1: I sold it, right? <laughs> you're like, yes. So, but, but, but I got him to give me the answer. I've yeah. made money 85% yeah. of the time in 75 years. But here's what you need to know 80% of those corrections never become a bear market, they all correct back, just like last year. But if you sold, you lose. Of course. But then look at the crash. Crashes happen every five years on average. We've gone eight without one. That's mm-hmm. why we're due for one. And you're mm-hmm. right to be somewhat prepared. Mm-hmm. But while you're preparing, there's opportunity that's happening because, first of all, every bear market lasts on average a year, goes down thirty-three percent. But you don't lose thirty-three unless you sell it. That's and right. Here's the one thing I want people to hear: in two, two. centuries of American business, every single bear market was followed by a bull market. So you remember two thousand eight? People lost fifty percent. This is they where bu- this is where sixty-nine. This is where Buffett wins. Buffett's got a Buffett
0: it. is so it's such a great concept. I, I believe in it so much, which is. Unless you're betting on America disappearing, you will win.
1: For centuries.
0: That's it. That's it. And we're going the to
1: keep growing. And by the way, every month on average, we have a new high. So, so when you hear so, it's high, oh my God, it's going to crash. It's high. But let me give you one more. This is the timing, and this will maybe the payoff for you. Payoff is I just did the J.P. Morgan Alternative Investments conference in Miami. You have to be a billionaire to attend. You have to prove it with your net worth. There's 400 yep. people there. It's an amazing group. J.P. Morgan did a 20-year study, and Schwab did one, also separate. They found in the last 20 years, the S&P 500 gave you an 8.2% return. So you're doubling your money every yep. nine years. Yep. Pretty cool thing. But what they found was, if you were out of the market on the 10 best trading days in 20 years, instead of 8.2, you got 4.5, almost half as much money. If you miss the top 20 days, trading days, in 20 years, one day a year, you're doing what yeah. you're doing, trying yeah. to be the right yeah. yeah. you got a 2% return. You might as well be a ton of sense. If you miss the top 30 days, you lose money.
0: Makes a ton of sense. In
1: 20 years. Makes sense. So the most <coughs> difficult, the dumbest thing you can do is be out of the market, not you. No, no, I get it. it. I'm, plenty in the in the, market, I'm plenty in the market. Plenty in the market. Because uh, I believe and, in it. And then also being
0: prepared. So Tony, listen, I, first of all, one of my favorite things about you from afar, we get to hang once in a blue moon, random yeah. calls here and there, but from afar, you know what I love about you? You, you hustle. <laughs> like I feel like, you're, the book came out today, you're freaking everywhere, doing your thing, that's what you're good at. We have a very large audience but like you're gonna, I know you're gonna, what you're doing, but here we have a real awesome opportunity because I think we're gonna go deep in a narrow field. Yeah. So the majority of these people, I don't think are are looking at the stock market. I, I even look at the characters here. Yes, the I way know. they think of, yeah, the way they're thinking about the stock market, so different in a world where you might not have cash and where you might have debt, or if you're not even in debt, you just don't have a lot of cash. Talk to me about somebody sitting with ten thousand dollars, which, by the way, for a high percentage of this, is still a ton. Correct. But is there anything that, if they have $1,500, are they, should they be out of the market? Like what are they, Like I know we're going oh, very, right. very, very micro here, yes. but I actually want to bring value. No, to My p- payoff is actually bringing value to I'm, everybody watching. I'm, I'm Go a, I'm ahead. Say,
1: I give an example in the book here. And I'm going to take a phone call. Get ready for phone calls. Chris, you ready? <laughs> you All right. So, Forget just the $10,000. What matters is the system you put in place. The shit you do randomly every now and then because you got money is not going to help you much, right? <laughs> so Especially what, if it's a fat whip or a watch. <laughs> I don't even want to start. So the number one p- most important financial decision for everyone watching, everyone in this room, really, we all know you got to become an owner instead of somebody that is constantly you know, utilizing products. In other words, if you have an iPhone and you don't own Apple, what's wrong? You're a consumer, you're not an owner. you got to become an owner. How do you do it? Every person in this room has got, regardless of whether you think you have the money or not, to make the most important financial decision, which says to be an owner, I have to take a percentage of my income and no matter what, off the top, automate it so I don't see it, Put that in an investment account. Now, what's the number? You might say, I can't, Tony, I'm starting my business. I'm strapped. I tell all business owners the example of a gentleman, true story, Theodore Johnson, 1950s, works for EPS. guy never makes more than 14,000 in a year. He retires with $71 million. He gives away 35 million while he's still so alive. So good. I need to How is it. that possible? A friend of his did what we're teaching, comes to him and says, I'm gonna make you rich. He goes. I'm not rich, I make 14 grand a year, right? He said, I'll make you rich and I'm gonna put 20% tax on you. He goes, what are you talking about? I can't pay my bills as it is. He said, listen to me. Adjust. If the government gave you an additional 20% tax, you'd yell, you'd scream and you'd pay it because you have to and your brain adjusts. But that money goes in this investment account. The compounding of that account made him $70 million and he never made them $14 million. Andy, do you have Facebook stock? Yes.
0: Because of all the chatter we always have in here? Like that's the punchline, right? Like We know because we live in this world for the last three yes. years. I've been yelling and Andy will tell you, not yet, um, that uh, just buy, we know Facebook's underpriced. Like that's but, even but, narrow. But
1: here's what you gotta be careful of. And this is something Ray Dalio taught me one of the smartest men on the face of the earth. He said, Tony, I don't care what it is you know, you're gonna invest in what you know because you have certainty. Of course. Right? Whatever you know is gonna drop fifty to seventy percent sometime in your life. That's right. And he said if it's later in life, which is why screen.
0: diversity matters.
1: That's yes. why diversification matters. But let me give you the But, but
0: Let's it. talk about that for a minute. Let's yes. Talk, and Ray's right. Like that's just non-debatable. That's, that's totally data. Non-debatable. Yes. It is interesting to see where so you don't want to, what
1: I'm saying is you don't want to just own Facebook of course you not. you've got to have across the board of course. because you still want to have the best one there I want is, on there Facebook. There is I want to an
0: interesting debate that if you're actually knowledgeable about a sector Yes. and you're only putting two to four thousand dollars a year to work. That's an interesting
1: debate. And by the way, Netflix and Amazon, When you're this young, you can also be more heavily oriented stocks, you can take more losses because you have more time. But think of it this way, just go back to compounding as a simple example. Guy in here, I talk about 19 years old, dad convinces him to save 300 bucks a month, 4,000 bucks a year, so it's within the range of anybody here you're talking about, right? Guy starts at 19, stops doing it at 28. He only puts in 35 grand, he puts it in the market, the market's grown ten percent over thirty years, but let's use eight percent to be more conservative. Last twenty years has been more eight percent. At eight percent, that'll grow to nine hundred and forty one thousand without another dime. He'll have a million bucks off of fifty thousand dollars. Alright, you're preaching. But on the other hand, his best friend waits till he's twenty-nine. He does the same thing and he but he has to keep investing to sixty-five. He puts in almost 180 grand and he doesn't get the million Yeah, bucks.
0: the math, the math is the math. In.
1: You gotta get it. All right, you got some? Go ahead. So, you by inspired up? I want to tell everybody, by the it's way. It's gonna work. I it's, tell you guys, you're gonna remember
0: this interview your whole life. Let's go.
1: I, I want to tell you, by the way, for everybody watching, this book, my last book, I donated 100% of the profits, five million bucks. I'm doing the same thing with this one. We fed 100 million people between my donation and the additional donations I made in 2015. 100 million people last year through my partnership Feeding America. We're gonna be 100 million people. 100% of this goes to that. We're gonna feed a billion people over the next seven years, to give you an idea. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and it's all coming from the phone.
0: While he's, while Chris is trying to figure out how to dial a phone, <laughs> talk to me real quick about the Netflix uh, uh, documentary impact. I, I, I try to trade culture and attention. Yes. Um, I could taste it in the ecosystem. You've been a known brand for decades. Where does that? What was the impact of that uh, documentary? It's huge.
1: It's huge because it's taken. You know, I decided to put it on Netflix because it immediately put me in 172 countries and they translated it for all those languages. Huge. So the level of distribution, Global. and it's free. You're already there. People are already on Netflix and it got five stars and it took off like crazy. So the concentrate, you know, I went to the the fight with Diaz versus, uh-huh. uh, oh, there you go. There we go. I went to the UFC it. fight and it's like we'll pick it all up. these young guys coming up to me yep. normally oh. wouldn't know that it like out This is
0: mind. Gary Vaynerchuk and you're on the Ask Gary V Show with Tony Robbins. What's your name and are you excited?
2: Holy <laughs>
3: yes
2: I'm, I'm so excited I'm a huge fan of both of you guys this is absolutely incredible uh, my name is Brandon dendis and I'm coming from Denver Colorado
0: love it man what's your question
2: um so it's a little bit off topic I mean, that's okay talking about
0: We're, we adjust know, yeah. about
2: it now. but um you're both of you are a huge um, advocate for gratitude and that kind of you know delivers your energy and how you guys interact with um you know everyone the especially you area on social media and stuff like that. So uh my question for you is like how do you become so grateful? um so grateful, yeah, exactly. Um to have this energy, especially from um Tony's position of just like, you know, I, I dove into your uh, documentary on Netflix and um that was actually the first time I was exposed to you. Actually, my father, um, who owns an independent agency in, in Connecticut, um, very successful, um, he quoted you as a huge inspiration, so um, I kind of dove into your content and, and fell into uh, <laughs> kind of your hands and your, your guidance. They're, so,
0: they're
1: big hands, too, by the way, Jesus. Well listen, thank you for the question, Tony. So your question is how do you create the gratitude? I'm not quite clear how do question. Go ahead. How do you become so grateful
2: and because of that, you live a life I, of, I, yeah, I yeah. I think yeah.
0: this is a, actually, this is a great first question Brett. Thank you so much because I actually think he nailed it which is, I actually think he's right. Like like in, in what I see in you and from others like gratitude, it's incredible what gratitude does. Well, the two
1: things <laughs> that mess everybody up are anger and fear. When you let them dominate you, you're in trouble. And you can't be angry and grateful simultaneously. It's nope. the antidote, it's the only antidote that really works. And you can't be fearful and grateful simultaneously. So for me, the answer's question, I don't hope I'm gonna be grateful. I have a system, like anything in life, I, you know, if you're a great pilot, you know how to fly a jet, you still have a checklist. Because if you miss the checklist, the consequences are too big. So I'm not a big meditator. Uh, my meditations have been active, it's been physical, it's been in nature, it's been ripping things open, it's being on stage. But I started a few years ago doing what I call priming. And what priming is is most people think their thoughts are their thoughts when really your thoughts have been primed by the environment. That's why you want to create the environments like you create and I create because it makes you be your best. But specifically there was a study where they took a group of actors, they had them go out to 200 people, and the only thing different, they walked up to each person, and the only different was they held a hat, cup of coffee, they walk up to your stranger and go, would you hold this for a second? And they'd look down so you can't say yes or no, and you'd end up taking it. they get their phone, they adjust it, they take it back and say thank you. That's the whole thing. Same facial expression for every person. Only difference. Half got an iced coffee, the other got hot coffee. Now 30 minutes go by. They send out an assistant, a research assistant with a clipboard and they come up to these same individuals and say if you give us two minutes of your time we'll give you $20. Will you just read these three paragraphs and tell us what you think of this character There's a couple questions. They read the three paragraphs and they say what do you think of the main character in this little story? that were given iced coffee say the person is cold and uncaring. 80%, a 1% variance of those who are hot coffee say the person is warm and connected and caring with nothing else but coffee 30 minutes earlier, ice cold. I could take 50 of these. So what I do is I get up every morning and I make a radical change in my state and I have a simple deal with myself. I prime for 10 minutes every day. Because if you don't have 10 minutes, you don't have a life. There's no excuse. So I come in, I do this radical breathing change these three sets of 30 breaths where I bring the air in and explode it out my nose, because you know, I'm sure you know from Eastern philosophy, the, the breath is like the string on a kite. The mind is the kite. Yep. And you can change the mind through breath. Yep. So I do this radical breathing, takes a minute. Then I do three things for three minutes, really simple. I take three minutes and I focus on three specific individual things that I'm grateful for, but I don't think about them intellectually. I step into the moment, yep. remember it, yep. feel it, and just. And so what it does is it activates it, not as yep. but as a biochemistry. Then I do three minutes of prayer and blessings, starting with my family and moving out to everybody, my clients, friends, people I meet. Yep. And then I do three minutes on what I call three to thrive, where I focus on three important outcomes that I have that I want to accomplish, but I don't think about want to accomplish it. I see it, I feel it, the experience is done, and I feel grateful. I often that's go, your move. I, I actually go 15 or 20 minutes after because it feels so good. But what's happened is now you're primed. You're yep. not hoping you're in prime time, you are in prime time. And to me, that's how I do it. And once you prime yourself, you start noticing things to be grateful for all the time. And when I asked Sir John Templeton, one of the first billionaire investor, international investor in the whole world, started with nothing, built to that. When I asked him, I said, what's the secret to wealth? I'll never forget. He looked at me and smiled and he said, Tony, it's what you teach. And I said, well, I teach a lot of things, which thing? And he goes, gratitude. So he goes, you and I, how many billionaires do you and I know that are miserable human beings and they're so unhappy? He said, they're poor. And if you've got a billion dollars, but you're frustrated, angry, and sad all the time, your life is frustrated, angry, and sad. How many people don't have nothing, but they're grateful for their family, or for their health, and they're there? To so that m- is the game, it To really me,
0: To me, it comes down to its cousin, which is perspective. Yes. So I do something very similar. Every single day, I make pretend that my mother, dad, sister, brother, wife, or children are killed. Now I know this is a different version of it. <laughs>
1: I know, You didn't expect that one? <laughs> I, <laughs> I love you crazy?: I know it's a little I know it's a little different. Yes. They get stabbed in the eye, and uh, then they take out the, yes, the groin like it's,
0: it's, it's sometimes <laughs> even in detail, but I will tell you, it's very fleeting. It usually okay, happens within
1: 20 But here. I
0: promise you, I know it's a little left field. insane what that perspective does for me. Nothing, and I feel it. And I feel it.
3: And I feel it in my
0: soul. And and it just makes every bad thing, and by the way, and I'm sure for your business, when you're the last line of defense, uh, you know how they say occupation on the doctor form? The last time I filled it out, I said firefighter. Because that's what I think I do for a living. Like it's just problems. Yeah. Like my like when I get done with this interview, I'm gonna look at my phone, seven problems. Yeah. Seven fires to put out. Like yeah. that's what we do. For me it's perspective. Like I don't understand how people don't get that there's seven plus billion people that there's so many people that have it worse than you.
1: Well, look, if you live in this country, I, you know, I feed 100 million, people, 100 million people a year, I care. But if you live in poverty in this country, you're the 1%, you're not the 99%. I know. Two-thirds of the planet lives on $2.50 a day, $900 a year. If you're making 18000 a year, I don't want you to make 18000 but you got to start with gratitude that you're one of the richest humans on earth. You're That's preaching. what you don't like it but you are.
0: Preaching, DRock, don't it. produce the show. Hello, this is Gary Vaynerchuk and you're on the Ask Gary V Show. Oh, Yo.
3: No I got this lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're on, man. What's your name? Where are you from?
3: Uh, Miguel, I'm from uh, Los Angeles,
0: California. Awesome, Miguel. What can we help you with?
3: Okay, um, so, Hold on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So um I'm twenty years old. I'm in college right now. I'm in my junior year, the hours are really crazy because I'm going to school for game design. That's what I really want to do. But okay. I really, want, I really want to be able to just purchase my own game studio. Okay. Um, so I also, um, I work part time. I have, um, I just started a marketing business just to try and bring more money in, but this is the first business thing I've ever done. And I'm trying to um, start my own gaming YouTube channel just to get my name more out there and learn how to put my, Learn basically how to get on my own following yep. and become an influencer for video games myself. Okay. My question is, how uh, how do you know whether or not you're trying to basically take too much on? Right. Are you stretching yourself you, in? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to know. I got like, it, Miguel. How do you know when you get to that point? I got it, Tony. This is such a classic question for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. You've done it. I've done it. Yeah. We've lived our lives, right? Like, you know, like what? Where does where does doing a lot of different things to see if there's upside in it? which all my great things have come from. You too. Um, stop and where does it start to you're taking on too much and now you're trying to do everything which means you're doing nothing.
1: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I think most people, thank you for the question. Most people who start a business very often will start two and three, four more and the reason they do it is because the first one isn't succeeding or they no longer have juice for They patience. Exactly right. And so what happens to that person is they're never going to be successful in most cases unless they get lucky. You can bounce across something that's easier to do. But most people are always looking for that next level. What my view is, is it's great to test all these things, but you gotta find what is your flagship? What is it that you're gonna commit your soul to? Because if you don't do that, the inevitable challenge are gonna come up and you're gonna then move on to something else that's more enjoyable. And so the other thing I look at is, business is about constantly, not only adding such massive value, doing more for others than anybody else, but it's also simultaneously about your own psychology. It's your ability to go through thresholds of control. Um, It's like, I can remember when I didn't have fifty thousand dollars to keep the doors open on my company. I had twelve employees, and eleven wanted to quit because they hated the person running the show. And fifty thousand dollars would be like five hundred million to me today. And I figured out how to get through that threshold. And once I did, like all the problems related to that were handled. I know you've done this as well. And then I, you know, I had a five million dollar lawsuit that was totally unfair, unjust. And I finally had to just the amount of time, energy. Yeah. and running. I had to bite the bullet and do it. And five million was more than I could ever Then I had a partner who took a company losing a million dollars a day and turned it to 1.5 billion in positive EBITDA. I'm not mentioning names, am Um, (laughs) And he wanted me to join him in business with some other partners, not doing the multi-level side. Did the business, put in 10 million bucks, we all put in 10 million, it was 40 million in debt. But I signed joint and several, which I didn't understand in those days what that meant. And two of my partners were supposedly billionaires and they went broke. We bought some more companies, I end up with $120 million in debt that I was on the hook for, no one else had any money, and I'm getting up to do a seminar wanting to throw up. Mm-hmm. It was a new threshold of control. So you know when you ski or you snowboard, and you think you're maybe you just new at it, and you think you're going down a blue or green, and it turns out to be a double black, <laughs> and you're like, what? yeah. And so you have two choices. One is you start to go down and you freak out and you're gonna die, you slam on the ground and try to hang on for dear life. Or the other is, baby, you focus on where you wanna go and there you go. find a way to curve, you find a way to cut. And once you do it a couple of times, you get you used to it. You have no more fear of that element. Now my biggest one out of that, that led me to a billion. I have 31 companies now, to give you an idea, seven different industries as diverse as like, uh, you know, stem cells to virtual reality. We have the exclusive to the NBA now, in virtual reality, give an example. We do. I got 1,200 employees. We're on three continents and we got five billion dollars in sales. But I did that because I first stayed on one freaking yeah, thing. Exactly. So I got right. so masterful at it that I, 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 the way I look at it, I'll give you one more metaphor. you probably not old enough to remember this, but I'm old enough remember a guy. Named I'm pretty old. N- Mel, I forget his name. He was a the, the guy that, that Mel's they, Diner, the no, great 80s no, 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 no. sitcom. <laughs> no, the guy that looked for gold on the Spanish Galleon. I forget his name. Mel, I do remember what it is. But anyway. He found a half a billion dollars in gold, but it took him like 31 <laughs> years to do it. And you can't live on that. That's maybe, a good start. maybe he loved the journey though. No, he did not love the journey. Okay. His son was killed on the journey. Well that's bad. He, he made no Can you can imagine 31 years of going out there, getting money from investors, and showing nothing. I mean, after a year, two, five, ten, at some point you hit your breaking point. He never hit his breaking point. So I looked at my businesses back then and I was always looking for the new business that was a great yep. opportunity. I love what I was doing. It's emotionally rewarding, but low margin business. And I had these meetings with a group of billionaires and they said, you have not maximized. And then I saw this guy, Val, and I I don't believe, I have not the right beliefs. You need three beliefs to be successful in your business at the highest level. You have to believe number one, what did this guy have to believe to go 31 years? He had to believe number one, the th- treasure was out there. Number two, he had to believe I'm gonna find it. And number three, he had to believe it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. If you don't believe there's that treasure in your business, you'll to find it. And you gotta use those three things to go to another level.
0: Miguel, to answer your question, I've now had a career for 20-plus years. I, at every minute, was running one of two companies. Wine Library or VaynerMedia. There was never a day in my life where I didn't have something that I called the 80% of what I do. That's, right. That's exactly what you were saying. Yes, I, I, I call it the meat, the main dish. You can go and have side dishes and if your meat if your steak is perfect yeah. you'll always be able to absorb the losses right. because they're smaller losses and then when something over here becomes bigger you can turn that into the main part and that could become the steak. Too many people have all side dishes and no steak. I want
1: to say something else about it too. Most
0: Let's people do another phone call.
1: massively overestimate what they're going to do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in a decade. So what happens is they get all disappointed and frustrated and yep. they don't stay with the game. Talk I to talk me about people. lack of patience.
0: This is something, you know, I've been pounding patience. You've been pounding patience? Yeah. I, this is, <laughs> this is I, I actually, do you know that I, I genuinely think I'm the most patient? Do you know that I think I I'm a, lot my, of do you know that I genuinely call myself a tortoise in a hare's costume? Don't let my energy or my stage presence confuse what I've actually been doing. Yeah. No, I get it.
1: I'm teasing you. I know you
0: are. I know. But, but I think but but the reason I want to put it out there is I think it's an important thing that uh, it, it's an enormously important variable.
1: I think so too. Let me mention one thing with it. You really I think all businesses though, we've talked about focus. I just want to add yeah. one last piece to that before we go to what you're saying. I think all businesses should be running two businesses, the business you're in and the business you're becoming. Because if you only run the business you're excited about you're going to become, you're going to miss the cash flow of managing your business. If you only focus on the day to day, you're not anticipating the competition. This is Gary
0: Vee and you're in the Ask Gary Vee Show with Tony Robbins. Who's this?
1: Yo, Gary, it's
3: Nico from Chicago, man.
0: Nico, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, man. What's your question?
3: Alright, so uh, just a couple sentences to give you, uh, you know, a
0: cap of what I do. Uh, I'm building two things right now which is small business, my creative studio and my personal brand. Okay. So my creative studio does like photo video content for small businesses and my personal brand is just my creative content and me documenting my life through Instagram and YouTube. Okay. So I'm wondering should I leverage, or should I use my leverage and community for my personal brand and funnel that into my you know, my business or should I keep them separate or what should
1: I, What do you think I should do?
0: Well look, obviously I know why you're asking this because I've lived this life, right? Now the thing that's interesting about me and I've talked about this is a lot of my audience doesn't necessarily represent the clients of VaynerMedia. VaynerMedia does, you know, gonna do $125 million in revenue this year and it's mainly Fortune 500 companies who are not necessarily watching my 25 minute vlog. Now, what I knew about being in the business you'll be in the future is that the technology would drag people down and that the 53-year-old cliche executive would eventually watch YouTube and be on Instagram. I would tell you, as, here's what I would say to you, brother. Intent matters so much. As long as the content you're putting out and the stuff you're doing creatively isn't just a gateway to get clients just because of that, I think you'll be perfectly fine. It's gonna happen naturally anyway, first and foremost, because people are gonna become aware of you. I think you know. Listen, I wrote a book called Jab 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 Right Hook. I think it's okay on your personal brand once in a while to say, Hey, is anybody looking for small business clients? As long as that's three, six, seven percent of your, and I'm that's an arbitrary number. As long as your audience doesn't feel like that's your intent. Look, Tony and I get compared to a lot of people that we are opposite of, but it's our energy Uh and the way we roll that people think we look that part. The intent matters. So I would tell you that you know, as long as you're asking instead of making. You win. Do you know how many people have landing pages where they get you in and you got some content and then all of a sudden you gotta pay to keep going? That's making people pay. Putting out good stuff to the world and then maybe some of it coming your way. Jab, 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 right hook was give, 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 and then ask. Most people interpret it as give, 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 and then take. That's a very big difference. I like that. Okay, so my first brand is is like the complete, like it's exactly what you're describing. It has nothing to do with my business. It will work. It will it. work. If Pe- you so, KT, dude, dude, sh- dude, if so, do you know how many people have given me business because I'm a Jets fan? That's real. We connected Jets. on the Jets but it became a, like, absolutely. Speak your truths, have pure intent, work hard, a lot of good things happen to, and by the way, I heard your structure, your is on point. You've got an 80% stake, you're building personal brand over at 20, you're doing YouTube and Instagram today as we record this, that's right. Yeah. So you've got every piece in place. Keep going with your intuition.
3: All right, thanks, brother. Thanks, man. You,
0: man. Love you too, thanks man. To Tony. All right. Bye. <laughs> Tony. While we transition, we'll get one more question in here. Uh, what's going on with you in social media? I remember very, very, very the the last time I reached out to you, I got inspired. I yes, called I you remember. and I said, "Bro, Snapchat." This was 15 months ago. Yep. Um, talk to me about your journey on that. And one other thing that we have to do before we leave, I've never asked you this, and I think it's really funny to ask here, and you may not remember. I will never forget being at South by Southwest 2008, 9 or 10 and I get this email and it says Anthony Robbins. And then it's a voice email. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> click. It's like Gary, Tony Robbins. And I'm like holy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you recall that. Yes, I do. But what I'm curious about is do you recall why you wrote that email?
1: I don't know that in particular but I use audio emails much more than regular emails because context. you hear your voice in that context. context so you can't get that in normal yep. email. Plus, if it's a couple lines I'll type it but if yep. something has a motion to yeah. it I want somebody to hear it so I can connect on the, the, the piece there so that's it.
0: I love it, yeah. I love it. Alright, let's go to this. And, and I'm not letting you off the hook. I want to know what's going on with you in social. Oh, I'll answer that question. Let's, let's, let's,
1: we'll see this person. Okay, you got it, go.
0: Hello. Hello, this is Gary Vaynerchuk and you're in the Ask Gary V Show with Tony Robbins. Hey, an it is Gary B. It is. <laughs> you, brother. <laughs> Who's this? This is Doug, Austin, Texas. Doug, Austin, Texas. I love it, man. My question for you is: How can I possibly thank Gary B. for pushing me through all these years? Started with 2007. I'm looking at my 101 wines right now, signed by <laughs> you. Know your pal. You were in Austin with a book signing. Tony loved you in the Shallow How. <laughs> Amazing. Just, I just wanted to call in and give you the gratitude. I'm pumping away this production company here in Austin, Texas. Just grass it. It's been fun and I appreciate you just hustling and showing us how it's done, man. I appreciate it. Listen, you, you go impact one solid. other person the right way to do it and that's more than a payback. But if you find yourself in New York or wherever I am, I'm going to be in Austin a couple of weeks for, for South By. Come and shake my hand. Send, yes, send an email to Gary. Hair, I will, man, it's good to see you. Thank you for the love. Peace out, thanks. I forgot about that amazing appearance you made. Was that fun? Which one? The Hollywood, when you became
1: a Hollywood oh, yeah. star. You know what's interesting is uh, the guy that wrote that is legally blind, that's why the story's about seeing the beauty in, in someone that's seeing I the did surface. not know that. And he bought my audio programs because he's blind. He had personal power, he listened to it. He went to the Farrelly Brothers, never wrote a movie in his life, sold in film. They'd asked me three times to be in films. I said, look, I'm not an actor, I appreciate it, but no, they sent me this script. They're like, you're in it, it. made me laugh, I cried. But then what they didn't tell me was, they rewrote that section, the writer didn't do it. He had like a fortune teller doing it. And they said, oh, b- If you were stuck in an elevator with Tony Robbins, your life would change. <laughs> so I show up and I start speaking, and they didn't tell him and they didn't tell me, this is how it came about. So he hears my voice and he comes, Tony Robbins, and tells me the whole story. So cool. Then I go to do the piece and I got Jason Alexander there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said, look, you wrote this whole thing. I'm honored that's not, in the center that's not what, yeah. It's not me. I wouldn't I'm say just gonna thing. So I said, let me show you. He goes, well, there's no script. I said, he's yeah. an actor. Let him act. And so when I healed him like that, when you see him shock, that isn't acting. <laughs> he wasn't prepared for it to give you an idea. We did it over and over again. It was a fun trip.
0: Tony, end with this for me. What has been your journey on social where are you where are you now? What are you excited about? Are you into it? Is it hard for you? You're very busy, like everybody. Okay. You know, no. you don't pander to us. I'm actually I'm I'm curious to where you're at. This
1: young man right here runs yep. it for me. Yep. So Tyler, he does a great job. But okay. I do all my own personal components. Yep. I get him to go leverage, yep. get the pictures, the yep. and, yep. yep. and all those things. I found um, that Facebook Live is one of my favorite tools at this stage. Yep. Because we get three quarters of a million people. It's Watch like it. You Have your own yeah. show. Yeah. You just go in there and boom, it yep. goes. So that tool to me is one of the most valuable tools. But you know, we've got you know, a million people on Instagram. Tyler. Got, you know, we've got ten million people there. What What
0: do you want to see him? This is This is your chance. This is the air cover you've been what waiting for. Go I'm go gonna on. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna be your prote- I'm gonna be your shield here. This is the right room to do this. Where's the place that you'd like to see him focus a little more on?
2: For me, yes had you asked me six months ago I would have said Snapchat, but yep. now I'll say Instagram stories. Yep. yep. We're doing it today. He's yep. taking a little uh, run through on it. I love it. He's digging it. It's you know, it's ephemeral, it's here today, gone yep. tomorrow. Yep. But you're he's able to
1: connect with his fans and Give him that little sneak peek behind the scenes of what he's up to. My man, I'd, I'd love to see that. And, okay. I love, and I love that Instagram is more your personal life to a great extent. You know, each piece. You know, if you're yeah,
0: going Facebook's to like mainstream media. Yeah, like, and by the, 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 the way, they ebb and flow. To enough. his point, he's exactly right. Six yeah. months ago would have been Snapchat, and it, like, and tomorrow, somebody might buy Vine, create one feature, and we all care. Yeah. It's such. It's a moving market. It's without a doubt,
1: without a doubt. My thank you, brother. It's great to see you. Listen, you people watching, I want to plant one seed, one seed for you too. Uh, both of us have achieved a lot. I'm sure many of you have achieved a lot too. Success without fulfillment's the ultimate failure. This guy's very fulfilled. That's why he works 24 hours a day. His whole hustle is that it fulfills him. Same thing with me. If you don't find what fulfills you, all the achievement's worthless. I had a really cool conversation and I, I talk about it at the end of the book here because money is not gonna make you happy. It'll give you resources, it'll give you tools, but you got a two million year old brain that's always looking for what's wrong because it's trying to make you survive. If you're gonna override that, you gotta learn what it is that's gonna fulfill you most. And if you discover that, and you pour all of your juice into that, forget the money, the money will be fine. But what you really will have is an extraordinary life. That's what this character has done for himself because he lives it every single day. I live it every single day. There's nothing short of that that's gonna give you what you want. So, hoping you read this, you'll also find there's pieces there about how to master the mind because this is what messes this up. You can be a billionaire and be this miserable. Is just this is the game. the operating box. system, baby. We're the only creatures on the planet that can think a thought and make ourselves miserable or think a thought and make ourselves euphoric so take control of your mind. That's really the end of the game for you. That's how you serve up. Two people.
0: things, you got to ask the question of the day. That's what every guest does. So you okay. get to ask a question and there'll be thousands of comments on Facebook and YouTube so give that a thought of what question okay. you want answered. Okay. Number two, I'm about to take a picture with this man. I'm going to give away 100 copies of this on Instagram over the next 24 hours. Cool, that's exciting.
1: Question I have is, what is your definition of a magnificent life? I'd really be curious. Like what's your criteria for a magnificent life? Which to me is life on your terms. It's different for everybody. I'd love to know what yours is. I'd love to see the variety of people. Thank you, brother. My pleasure. Good seeing you, man. You
0: keep asking questions, Uh. we'll keep answering them. Would love for you to leave your two cents on Twitter. This whole Twitter phenomenon of interacting around the podcast as you can see I'm very active on Twitter more likely to get a response on Twitter than Instagram uh, and so I'm enjoying that Gary VE on Twitter as well podcast peeps if you haven't created a Twitter account now is the time just to interact about the podcast an incredible community forming probably the most exciting thing in the last 30 days is this Twitter feedback loop from the podcast please leave me your two cents and also speaking of leaving two cents if you've not reviewed this podcast it would mean a lot to me it helps with the algorithm searches and things of that nature so leaving by the way give me a one star if you hate it. I don't care what you leave, leave your truth, but leave a comment. That would mean a lot to me, a review. Please do that as well. See ya.